0: Earth Search 2, a new adventure serial in time and space by James Follett. Long, long ago, the crew of the starship Challenger, Telson, Shana, Darv and Astra, abandoned their search for their home Earth, the birthplace of their grandparents, and settled on the third planet of a solar system on the fringe of the galaxy. Leaving Angel 1 and Angel 2, the Challengers control computers, to continue to search for Earth in the unmanned starship. The new planet, the four-call Paradise, is not the Earth they used to study on the videos and holograms in the Challengers' vast library. But after nearly four years, they have learned to accept its differences. It has become home. Earth Search 2, Part 1, Return.
1: on, breathe. Oh, what's
2: the matter? It's come on. all right, Sharna. There's nothing to worry about. Is oh, it a, cool, a fine boy? Oh, let me see. Him. Oh, just lie still. Please lie still, Shana. It's yes. all right.
1: It's fine. why not Please keep him? still, Shana. Just for a few I more moments. I
2: want to see him. I want to hold my baby.
1: You will in a minute, I promise.
2: Maybe if you held him upside down, it would get rid of that fluid that's coming out of his mouth. Yes. Just
3: look mess you people have made in here it'll take me hours to tidy up
1: hours oh get out you stupid android
3: out it's time for me to tidy commander out only following your instruction program commander how you humans can put up with such a good it?
1: It's this planet.
2: Oh, don't be silly, Telson.
1: Well, you lost one of your triplets. An
2: umbilical cord problem. Nothing to do with this planet. And Shana had no troubles with Bran. And why isn't he crying? I want to see him.
1: When Astra's bathed I mean,
2: him. My baby. I want to see him. I want to hold him.
1: In a minute, Shana.
2: Oh, now. Oh, Shana. See him
3: now. Oh, Come Try pushing me back. No.
1: Astra, let her sit up.
3: Show him to me.
2: We did all we could, Shana.
3: to hold him just for a minute you
4: crazy chimp charlie how can i fix george's manipulator if you keep jumping on me go on off off (laughs) okay george try it now
3: manipulator still useless
4: it's just stiff george
3: humans useless at repairing androids made proper service unit
4: sorry george we're not on the challenger now so you'll just have to put up with me oh telson's coming you'd better get on with your planting
1: no good expecting miracles from androids no george humans useless what's the matter with him
4: nothing that new manipulator bearings won't cure huh. If we were to
1: cannibalise this shuttle for spares... No, Darv, no. I don't mind you using this freight bay as a repair workshop, provided you get Tidy to clear up after you. But I want the shuttle kept in first-class working order.
4: Yeah, and you also want George and Tidy kept in first-class working order. I need spares, Telson. Yes, Yes, Darv. (sighs) No good expecting miracles from humans. (laughs) So I can cannibalise the shuttle? No. But we'll never need it again. Look at the size of this freight bay. It's vast. The four of us could live here in comfort instead of the
1: huts. Look, we've had this argument a hundred times, Darv. The answer is still no. I brought this freight shuttle down in one piece from the Challenger and our androids, and I intend to keep it in working order. And that means keeping those wretched animals out.
4: Oh, you're the boss, but there's not much point. There's only enough fuel in its tanks for six climbs into paradise orbit. What do you think's going to happen? That some alien spacecraft is going to call by? We've survived four years here. Why can't you and Shana accept that this is our home now?
1: This planet is not Earth,
4: Or oh, Maybe the Earth we saw in the videos and holograms on the Challenger didn't have a crater-scarred moon. Maybe its surface wasn't seven-tenths covered in water. Maybe it wasn't a third planet of its sun. But what was so magical about it? It was somewhere our grandparents were born that they called Earth. Just a name.
1: Well, this is Earth for us now. You're right, of course, Darv. Earth doesn't matter. What matters is people. Well, don't you ever long to see the people of Earth, our
4: kind? <laughs> oh, yes. There'll be plenty of new faces when we're grandparents. <laughs> we may even become
1: great-grandparents. Don't be too sure. Well, what's that supposed to mean? Shana can't have any more children. Is she certain? Well, I suppose so. I didn't ask her to go into details.
4: Well, why not? Astro and I discuss everything. We've an agreement. No secrets.
1: Well, one doesn't pry.
4: <laughs> what? You'll never change, Telson. Isn't it too early for Shana to tell? It's only, what, three months since she lost She says she's certain. I'm sorry.
1: I know how you both wanted a brother or sister for Bran.
4: Yeah.
1: Your Elka and Savin are nearly four years old now. Hmm, so? Well, why is it that Astra hasn't had any more children? She's had nearly four years to get over the shock of losing one of the triplets. Oh,
4: can you imagine three with all the trouble we're having with the twins?
1: Hmm.
4: Little devils, a pair of them. Anyway, there's
1: plenty of time. Is there, Darv? Three children between the four of us and only one of them a girl? Oh, you're just looking for problems. Have you ever asked yourself what sort of future our
4: children have on this planet? Their inheritance is this planet. A beautiful world for them to do with as they please. That's a better start than the four of us had. Being brought up as orphans on a starship like the Challenger by a couple of megalomaniac computers like Angel 1 and 2. Why do you always have to paint such bleak pictures?
1: I never liked the idea of living on this planet. Sharma's always tried to make the best of it. But since she lost her baby, her feelings have changed. Now she hates it here.
2: Dove.
3: Hmm?
2: Come to bed.
4: In a minute.
2: You must get some sleep. What are you doing?
4: Thinking? Tell me. Maxina must have had her cubs by now I was wondering if she'll bring them to us
2: She always does Anyway, you weren't thinking about that lioness, were you?
4: No Hmm. Something's upsetting Charlie It's all right, Charlie There's nothing out there
2: So what were you thinking about? No secrets, remember?
4: Telson told me today that Shana doesn't think she can have any more children.
2: I know. She talked to me about it. I told her that she'd be all right when she got over the shock of losing her baby. What did she say? Well, that she had got over it. But she hasn't.
4: Well, she seems okay now. It was three months ago.
2: I know Shana. She keeps her feelings to herself. Telson's not very understanding, so I don't suppose he's much help. Anyway... Maybe it'll be better if she doesn't have any more, if they're going to be like Bran.
4: Well, What's that supposed to mean?
2: That boy's a sadistic little monster.
4: Oh, but he's only just three. Listen a minute. What's the matter? Just listen. I can't hear anything.
2: I thought I heard something moving on the beach. It's gone now.
4: I was probably tidy at work. <laughs> that crazy android even hates us making fresh footprints in the sand.
2: But he never works at night.
4: You were going to say something about Brown.
2: That newly hatched chick he killed last month wasn't an accident. He killed it deliberately.
4: Oh, you just I being... saw
2: him do it, Dove. He didn't tread on it, he stamped on it. Alka was nearby and she was horrified.
4: But he was so upset afterwards, he was crying. Oh, he's
2: clever. He turned on those tears as soon as he realised I'd seen him. Did you tell Shana? What would be the point? I didn't want to add to her worries. Oh.
4: All kids are monsters.
2: Elka or Savin would never do anything like that.
4: Can you blame them with you telling them that Angel One will get them unless they're good? (laughs) You shouldn't frighten them with those stories. They
2: enjoy them. And besides, it's important that they're told about the angels, just in case.
4: We ought to have more children, Astra.
2: Not until the twins are older. Two are enough to look after. Come on, let's go to bed.
4: I can remember my nursery android on the Challenger telling me stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it all seems so unreal now. The Challenger. Like another lifetime. Astra, do you think we did the right thing coming here?
2: I better douse the light off in case it wakes the children. Let me snuggle up to you. Mmm, that's nice. Sometimes when the roof of this hut is leaking during a downpour... ...or when the fire won't burn properly because the wood's too wet... ...that's when I think back to my warm, comfortable cabin on the Challenger. And then when the sun's shining and Elka and Savin are playing at the water's edge... (laughs) ...building sandcastles, laughing. That's when I think what might have happened to them if Angel 1 and 2 had had them under their control on the Challenger. We did the right thing, Darth. There was nothing else we could do. Except for one thing. What's that? If it had been us that had discovered the computer's central switching room and not Shana and Telson, then I wouldn't have hesitated in destroying Angel 1 and 2, no matter how much they begged me to spare them.
4: Well, what does it matter? After four years, the Challenger and Angel 1 and 2 must be billions of miles away. I hope so. They're busy looking for the real Earth. They want a developed planet to conquer. <laughs> I don't suppose they even think about us now.
2: I hope you're right, Dove. Shana, Tidy's got to wash their hair tonight.
3: There's a vicious streak in that
1: boy. Well, he didn't get it from me. (laughs) That was an excellent breakfast, Tidy. You can clear up now.
3: You've dripped fruit juice on the sand. Oh, dear. How do you expect me to clean it up? It's no good burying it. I'll still know it's there.
4: (laughs) You know, tell some Shana... You brought the largest freight shuttle of all down from the Challenger. And you could have filled it with a dozen
1: service androids that would have been ten times as willing as tidy. But not as versatile, Darl. Right, the morning briefing. Yes. Now, today's date is year three, day 310. Astra, you're falling behind in your jobs. I checked the calendar trees first thing this morning. The last notch was cut four days ago. Uh, some, why don't we use the shuttle's chronometers? They use energy. We keep all the shuttle's power supplies intact. All we need is a simple record of the number of days that pass.
2: Oh, Darv, go and speak to Savin. He's going out too far again. Oh,
4: he's all right. He's turning into a strong little swimmer. Yes, Be but fair, but... Astra.
1: You've got to allow the lad some freedom.
2: But he's not four yet.
1: Can we go on, please?
2: Sorry, Telson. What were you saying?
1: The calendar trees.
2: Oh, yes, I, I'm sorry.
1: We must keep them up to date. We don't want to get into a mess with the crop zone programme. Right. Morning reports, anyone?
2: Uh, Yes. The new salt flat
3: um, George excavated, it isn't large enough. It's producing just enough salt each day to fill a size one bowl. And we, we'll need twice that for salting vegetables for the dry season.
1: Okay, as soon as George has finished the fence to keep the animals out of field too, we'll instruct him to cut a larger pan.
3: How much
2: larger?
1: Uh, an extra 300 square yards, shall we say? We ought to excavate it ourselves.
4: Well, what for, when we've got George? That's why Sean and I brought him with us. Because it's time we stopped depending on the androids, Telson. They won't last forever. How can we hope to teach our children to manage without them if we don't know ourselves?
3: That's right. I don't know how you can expect me to carry on much longer with this manipulator joint. What we cleaning up after all these filthy animals and the sand and dirt getting everywhere.
1: Tidy, will you please be quiet?
3: Well, it's all right for you, Commander. Sand doesn't get into your bearings. It's playing havoc with mine. Look at that manipulator joint. Well. I ask you. And you're all forever treading sand into the huts, ruining my nice, clean mats. I really don't know why I bother to weave them. They make such a mess when they unravel. Go
1: away before I turn you into a mess.
3: Sorry I spoke, I'm sure. No pleasing some humans. You're right, darb.
1: Maybe we should have left him on the challenger. No,
3: oh, he makes good clothes, and he can cook.
4: He's right about his joint. The main bearing's badly worn. If I removed one of the electric motors from the shuttle's hydraulic systems, I could rig up some sort of lathe and make him a new bearing. N.O. In that case, we'll have to close down Tidy and George and learn to live with. them. Oh,
3: well, you're just being idiotic, as usual. Look,
4: Charlie. the longer we leave it, the harder we're making it for ourselves when the androids pack up for good. They were designed to operate in the conditions aboard the Challenger, not under the conditions we get here.
1: George is an agricultural unit, Darv. He works satisfactorily in Challenger's farm galleries. Yes, but you didn't get 30 days of continuous rain in the farm galleries. Last wet season, George was working in mud up to the tops of his tracks when he was clearing field two. Life's uncomfortable enough here on this planet without you wanting to make it more so. He could never plough fields or dig irrigation trenches or do any of the 101 jobs the androids do. We've never tried, Telson. What is crazy is the three of you refusing to eat meat when we're surrounded oh. by it. Well, if we ate these animals instead of keeping them as pets, we wouldn't have to grow so much food. We wouldn't be so dependent on the androids. We tried a meat diet when we first yes, arrived.
3: And I can't bear the thought of trying it
2: again. No, oh, me it was neither. Disgusting. Well, I suppose we could have another attempt at a fish diet.
1: Oh, no. What? And risk Shana being seriously ill again? What? What's, What's that? Oh, He's gone
3: under, come on.
1: Job, oh, no. it's no good. We've been in the water for hours. Oh,
4: keep right. yeah. trying. seven. Seven.
3: Dave, it's no good. Come on.
4: Oh. How am I going to tell Astra?
2: How are they? Well, Astra finally went to sleep an hour ago. Uh, Dave won't be able to keep his eyes open for much longer.
1: I thought she'd never stop crying.
2: <gasps> it won't do her any harm. Sometimes I wish I could.
3: this has been the longest day of my life
1: yes I'd uh, better check the beach again oh
3: no Telson Hmm? we can do it first light.
1: well if anything is washed up I don't want them finding it
3: we'll be up before them (laughs) did you finally get anything out of Bran?
1: Shana you may think I'm crazy but I don't think he was in a state of shock
3: Hmm? of course he was something like that happens right under his nose, what else can you expect? It's
1: just that I have this feeling that he only decided to talk about it when he was certain that we weren't blaming him. And even then he had to make up one of his stories. He said that Savin suddenly grew a new head. What? He said that Savin grew a new head, and then what sounded like a steel claw went round his waist and pulled him under water.
2: Oh, that's all?
1: Well, then he wanted to know if Angel One had snatched Savin. You poor Bram. What's that supposed
3: to mean? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? I mean, he's definitely in a state of shock. Why else would he make up such an incredible story?
1: You've got to face it, Charla. Bran doesn't have to be in a state of shock to invent
3: stories. There's a full moon, so we won't need a lamp. Let's check the beach. Well, I thought you No, just... it'll
2: give me a chance to think.
1: It's nothing. Just a heap of driftwood... But uh, We'll check around these rocks, then go to the headland while it's still low water. Telson, listen. What?
2: something on the other side of the rocks. Listen.
1: Here, back against the rock. Don't make a sound. Tidy!
3: Oh. You two have made footprints all over my beach. Oh. I really don't know why I bother sometimes. Tidy, what are you doing? Sweeping up. What does it look like? At
1: this time?
3: Your orders, Commander. Oh. Keep the place tidy. I have to work all hours if I'm to keep on top of everything. Tidy. So I've given up with the jungle. You can't keep a jungle tidy, but with things growing all the time. But you've never worked at
2: night before, without specific programming.
3: I've never had an android tramping all over my beach at night before. George doesn't work on this beach. Track marks up and down the beach. Every night. It just doesn't care. What android? The one that makes all the track marks. Oh, give me patience. Tidy, how long has this been going on? Three nights. Where do the marks come from? The water. And they go where? About 50 yards up the beach to just over there.
1: In sight of our huts... Well below the high water mark? And always at the same time?
3: I think so. It's no good you going on at me. I'm doing my best. I can't help it if a stupid android... No one's going on at you, Tidy.
1: Look, why bother anyway? This time of the month, the tide would have wiped out the tracks before dawn, so we would never have known about them.
3: I would have known about them. And it's getting worse. What? Tonight, they went right up to the tree line. It's a wonder I've not worn out my brush attachment. Where? Point. There. Oh, we'll need a lamp. <gasps> Telson. Yes? Over here.
1: Hold the lamp up. Is he... Yes.
3: thing pulled over his head.
1: It's a a hood. (sighs) Some sort of breathing mask. (gasps) Yes, but it's on back to front. Poor little mite.
3: But those marks around his waist. No fish could do that. It's as if they were caused by... Oh, no, it's too crazy.
1: An android's manipulator? Yes. So Bran was telling the truth.
3: Mm. tell Astra and Darth.
1: I don't know. What I do know is that someone or something tried to kidnap Savin and killed him in the attempt. We are not as alone on this planet as we thought. Well, I hope I didn't leave too much out. It was as near to the recordings of burials in the Challenger's library as I can remember.
2: You did very well, Telson. Thank you.
1: Yes, Thank you. From now on, we never let Bran and Elka out of our sight. I'll work out a rotor so that one of us is always watching them. Whoever it is wears a plasma discharge weapon all the time. Agreed? Yes, yes agreed. of course. Astra?
2: We've got to do more than that. We've got to find and destroy the creatures that killed my son.
1: You'd better
4: tell her, Darv. Telson and I are taking the shuttle up this afternoon on an aerial survey of the entire area. If we find anything, we'll destroy them, I promise.
2: Oh, Darv, I don't want you to leave me. Not so no, soon. No,
4: listen. There's no cloud today, my love. We'll only be gone three hours and we'll leave you and Shana a mobility suit radio to keep in touch.
1: High gravity booster. On.
4: All checks complete. All systems Okay. The inertial's
1: loaded for hovering at 3,000 feet above Landmark Hill. Now you can see I was right to keep the shuttle in working order, Dove. Ready?
4: 9 0, 3,000.
1: 000. Top of climb, hover loaded and locked. I'll sweep for infrared anomalies and you sweep on radar and optics. <sighs> I only wish I was in the mood to appreciate the view. Infrared looks clear on short range. And clear on medium range. Anything? Nothing. Okay. We'll take her up to 6,000. Radar contact.
4: Something above the horizon. What? Bearing 019. Elevation
1: 35. Lock the telescope onto it. Got it. Wow. A spacecraft.
4: A big lad, too. Length, uh, 16,000 yards. That's uh, eight miles. A bit smaller than the Challenger. Looks like she's in
1: orbit. Uh, Yeah, she is. Height,
4: uh, 800 miles.
1: Try the telescope on maximum resolution. Ah, Useless
4: too much atmospheric aberration we'll have to go into space to get a proper look at it mm. oh come on
1: telson surely you're not going to start raising objections shuttle to base inertials loaded for new course we've found something so we're going to investigate it means going into space and we'll be below the radio horizon for approximately three hours what is it? we don't know yet we'll call you in about three hours out that saves a lot of argument okay darv load the navigation inertials for an intercept with that thing they're loaded so what are we waiting for
4: And cut. Range 540 miles. Convergent rate
1: 100 miles per hour. What do you think? She looks new. Those particle sweeps haven't seen much service. Yes, which means that she can't be far from her home planet. Hello, spacecraft? Are you reading me? Hello, spacecraft? Are you receiving me? Odd. They're not keeping a listening watch. Or she's listening but not answering. She's not using radar either. There's nothing on the radiation monitors. So what do we do? Well, we can't make out much detail at this range, so we might as well wait until we're closer. Do you think we should? It's not like you to counsel caution. Look, she might not be talking to us because they may have decided that they can't stand
4: the sight of us. And if she's that new, maybe they're itching for a chance to try out their armament.
1: (laughs) Well, we'll try calling her up in two hours when we're within 300 miles of her. Are you receiving me? Hello, spacecraft. That's
4: a waste of time. What are you doing? Covering her entire length with a telescope. Oh. Look at her on your repeater. There doesn't appear to be a main control room. Photonic drive is similar to the Challenger's. Far more advanced, I'd say. Yeah. Ah, oh, she's certainly smart. Hey, take a closer look at that heat
1: dissipation fin. It's written in our language. Voyager 30, 23rd Earth Transgalactic Survey Mission.
4: Well, we don't have to worry about searching for Earth anymore. The Earth has found us.
0: In Return, Part 1 of Earth Search 2 by James Follett, Sean Arnold played Commander Telson, Amanda Murray Shana, Hayden Wood Dave, and Catherine Hurlbut Astra. Tidy was David Goodison and George Stephen Garlick. Technical presentation for the serial is by Lloyd Silverthorne. Earth Search 2 is directed by Glenn Dearman.